Welcome back to the Get It Out Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Cepeda. I want to say thank you, first and foremost, for checking out last week's episode with Nicolette. Really exciting to see people watch it, listen to it. I was checking, you know, um, my little data for each episode. And last episode actually did tremendous. The, the, like, the numbers, I'm not a big like numbers person, but it was bigger than expected. And I contributed that to like everybody checking out the podcast, sharing it, leaving reviews, also my uh, host platform, Red Circle, for getting it out there to more countries and continents. I checked, and we had some viewership in London, some in Canada, some in Asia, Southern America. So it was just cool that we're building this platform of Get It Out family. Hopefully, I can make this podcast, you know, a safe space, a space where you can just, like, put it on when you're doing work or cleaning or homework, stuff like that, and just relax, have a good time, have a laugh, learn something, and hopefully, you know, just be an overall platform to spread positivity and uh, just good vibes. So that being said, let's get in today's episode. A little bit special is going to be a solo episode and also audio exclusive episode. I didn't want to do a video since it's just me. And I figured it'd be kind of boring if I just talked to a mic. Plus, like, it's just a lot of work. Not going to lie. Don't want to do that right now. <laughs> I'm recording this on Wednesday night at literally like 1 a.m. And it has to go live in like a couple hours. So you're getting it really raw right now. <laughs> so, so it's just going to be audio. I just wanted to talk, man. I mean, I figured after the first two episodes, um, you got to feel for, you know, kind of the conversations going on. But I realized, you know, the logo has get it out, but it says with Jacob's Peta. And with all the new people listening around the world, I figured, like, obviously, not everyone knows who I am. So let's do a solo episode of just me, because people can learn about me, my idealisms. I could talk a little bit about my upbringing and center around a specific topic, which you can tell by the title of the video, what that is, and just kind of, you know, get to know me. So that being said, let's get into today's topic, which is going to be centered around my coming out journey revolving you know, sexuality, LGBTQ issues. Uh, for those that do not know, I am an openly gay man. I have been openly gay for about five to six years now. I came out when I was a junior in high school, and uh, I just wanted to talk about issues, my journey, um, some inf- informative you know, things about LGBT issues. Um, and I figured this is a great way if you want to send this to somebody that, you know, wants to learn more about our community, how they can help, be an ally, or just even just open their eyes a bit to more perspectives. I would say even within my own um, gay community, I differ on a lot of topics and a lot of um, idealisms that, you know, some gay people have. And I think that's what's interesting about the podcast is that, you know, even though I would consider myself a very progressive man, my policy, like politically, just in my life in general, but many things that I don't agree with um, that many gay people do as well. So, you know, send us to people, um, let them know that, you know, this is a good, safe space for them to, you know, learn some new ideas. And um, yeah, so let's get into that episode. So, oh, also I should note though, I have this orange juice and vodka little um, combination because my nerves are literally killing me right now. I'm also really fucking tired because I'm recording this at 1 a.m. So I'm going to take more sips of this throughout the episode. Don't mind me. If I get drunk, I get drunk. It doesn't really matter. I It doesn't matter, to be honest. 
but okay. So my upbringing. Um, well, first and foremost, also see that this is why I should not drink when I do episodes solo. I'm losing my train of thought. But first and foremost, for those that do not know, my name is Jake Cepeda. I am 22 years old from Aurora, Illinois, a suburb outside of Chicago, Illinois in the United States. Um, I'm a college student. I am a digital creator, photographer, filmmaker, and that's ultimately where I want to take my life is to be a filmmaker, a director. And uh, I made this podcast just, you know, get out ideas, good, good vibes. Hopefully this is a safe space for people to come while they're doing some homework, put it on, cleaning their room, put it on, and just, you know, learn a bit, learn about some new topics and just, you know, have a little chit chat with me. I'm a very sociable guy, even though I have my own anxieties and, you know, I can be a little bit um, uh, reserved. I do love talking. I love do. I love, um, See, I'm slurring my words. Oh, my God. This is a bad decision to drink. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I, just, I ultimately just like love talking and, you know, hearing perspectives like that. So, hopefully, we can just continue to be friends. You know, you can feel like this is a safe space just to relax and put it on and um, learn some stuff. So, let's get really into today's topic. So, upbringing my youth. So, growing up, um, being gay was definitely a journey and continues to be a journey um, throughout my life. I'm still, you know, growing up, so obviously I have more to learn. And, um, you know, when I was growing up as a child, I always knew that I had this feeling of, like, you know, something wasn't really clicking when it came to, like, attractions and dating. Um, I, I even like, remember when I was younger, I, you know, had this big crush on this little boy and. Uh, kindergarten where I would just always follow him I'd always just you know want to be around him and at that young of age I didn't know like what gay was I didn't know how to articulate my feelings I just knew that I wanted to be around this boy um every all the time so when I finally grew up and I got to articulate and know what gay was I was like oh like I'm gay and that just kind of made sense to me you know I figured oh I, I now know what I am but we live in a society where even though in the United States, it's getting better. People are more accepting now. We still have a long way to go. And I felt that growing up, people were telling me all the time, you know, specifically in church, um, you know, being gay was a sin. Um, you're going to go to hell. You know, being gay is bad. You're a sissy. No one likes gay people. All this bad stuff has been shoved down my, you know, throat and my ears all the time. And I just kind of suppressed that side of me. Once I finally figured out who I was as a person and, you know, being gay, um, I multiple times i remember like okay i'm gonna finally come out now i'm gonna finally come out but i would just get you know people telling me comments here and there of like all oh, being gay is wrong and definitely my family didn't really help i am fortunate that i'd come in a i come from a very like liberal family a lot of gay relatives and transgender people in my family but there are some family members that are very conservative so i just you know i just never felt safe but um you know growing up i was like you know what i'm just gonna suppress it and I always told myself like after high school I would just come out and you know once I was you know in college and by myself you know I wouldn't have to worry about people but you know what I decided to do it in high school after actually one of my uncles um, passed away he was the only uncle that was openly gay um, in my family and I you know I looked up to him so much and after his passing I was like you know what life is really short and I shouldn't have to, you know, suppress my feelings, who I am, 
just to please other people. So ultimately it led to me coming out, which is um, a little bit embarrassing, I will admit, but I actually made a coming out video and I posted it on YouTube and it went semi-viral and everyone in my school checked it out. My teacher checked it out. It was just a big old mess. I did it during spring break. See, I'm I'm very smart. Don't 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 get it twisted. I'm very smart. I did it during spring break, and I figured, okay, if I do it over uh, over break, um, I have a few days to like just let it circulate, and people don't have to come up to me, and I could just like go back to school, and it'd be like something like normal. No one would you know would talk about. It. They would all forget. That wasn't the case. <laughs> it kind of went viral in my school, and even like on social media. And um, I go that first day back from spring break was the most awkwardest day in my fucking life. It was terrible. When I tell you, like, my whole body was just, like, cringing the whole time. Um, I will say, though, it was very supportive when I went back. A lot of people were, you know, supportive, came up to me, gave me hugs, said they're proud of me, stuff like that. I did have some people that were like, you know, eh, I don't want to talk to you anymore. That's here or there, whatever. Don't need in, in my life. Bad energy. But most people were um, very supportive. But I just remember, like, being very awkward. People were kind of, like, scared to come up to me. Um, but that was kind of just that, that that happened. And, you know, I started going to therapy in school and outside of school as well. And that helped a lot, too. But, you know, that was just kind of my experience. Coming out to my family was pretty pretty um, cringy as well. I'm not going to lie. I came out to my sister first in college. She was in college, so I called her, told her, and then I told my rest of my family after that. And it was just kind of awkward and, you know, embarrassing. But, you know, they all slowly came around to it. Um, I would say my siblings were more accepting than my mom was at first. Um, and not that she's homophobic, but it's just kind of, um, for parents, it's a little bit harder to to come to terms with it. Specifically my mom, like, she's not, like, super religious, but kind of is. Her fear is mostly just, like, most parents are like, oh, I just don't want my son to, you know, have to worry you know all these stories about gay people getting killed and hardships she just didn't want me to go through that and i understood that but you know she eventually came around and you know things are cool now so i'm really fortunate that i have accepting family because most people that are gay you know don't have that experience so i'm glad that i get to do that and but um yeah that's a nutshell that's kind of you know my experience coming out my story um and throughout the years i've just been continuously learning educating and trying to you know, help other gay people out and be a support system for them because, you know, more more people are feeling free to come out and just glad, I'm just glad that I'm able to, as an openly gay man now, help other people come out and, you know, just feel more accepting within themselves. But I did want to talk about a specific topic, though, when it came to myself, something I still struggle with to this day, and it's a little bit embarrassing to admit, but um, I do struggle with um, internalized homophobia and to explain what that is, I have it pulled up right here because I do know how to explain it in my own terms, but I want to give the actual definition. So to explain internalized homophobia for those that do not know, um, it is, um, to just break it down, it is, well, I'll read the uh, definition. So as I've grown to understand it from my friends, fellow LGBTQ community members, um, internal homophobia is what happens when you take the biases, prejudice, hatred towards gay folks reinforced by society, um, aka societal homophobia, and turn these biases inward back into ourselves. So basically, to break that down, internalized homophobia is, you know, if you're gay, if you're getting, you know, all these, you know, hateful slurs and idealisms about being gay, 
and you're starting to believe it. And, e- and even if you are closeted or openly gay, you know, um, I remember when I first came out, I was super excited about finally being out. Then after months and months rolled by, I, you know, was very self-conscious about, you know, having boyfriends, talking about boys, um, dressing how I wanted to dress, you know, painting my nails and stuff like that. I just didn't like, I was out and I was glad I was out, but I still had these prejudices within myself and I would always be like, oh, like that guy's like super gay or I didn't like really feminine guys. It was, just, it was just a lot of internalized homophobia. And, you know, over the years I have, you know, learned, I have read, I just become more comfortable with myself and I'm able to, you know, kind of break down those uh, uh, prejudices within myself and, you know, just be happy as I am. You know, still a journey. You know, I'm a lot better than I used to be. But, you know, I'm that's kind of, you know, my experience with turn on homophobia. It's continuous journey. So for those that, you know, are experiencing the same feelings, regardless if you're, you know, out or not, you know, just know that it's normal to have those feelings. And, you know, just go to therapy, talk to people, be around more gay people, and just kind of know that if you have any questions, you need, you know, a helping hand. I'm here for you, girl. Like, we, we got this together. Come out to reach out to me. We can talk and all that good stuff. But that's, uh, yeah, that's internalized homophobia, a little bit of my upbringing, you know, being gay, stuff like that, and my coming out journey. I will say, though, though, um, a lot of people just assume, like, coming out is, like, a one-term thing, like, the one-time thing. It's really not, you know, coming out. I thought when I came out, it was like, oh, I came out. My life is, you know, that's my life now, and everyone knows. That's not the case. Um, quickly learned <laughs> throughout my life of work and stuff like that that I'm going to have to come out for the rest of my life. And that sucks the way it is, but that's just kind of life now. Um, I'm going to meet new people. I'm going to be in different environments, and not everyone can just assume I'm gay. Um, so I have to tell them if it comes up. And I do, I am getting better at it. I used to be really shy to, like, announce that I'm gay to new people. But at this point, like, girl, like, I'm, I am who I am. Um, I'm not ashamed to be gay. I'm definitely, you know, if someone asks me, I'll tell them. I'm not going to outright be like, hi, I'm Jacob Zapata. I'm gay. That's that's not, you know, what I'm about. But, you know, I'm definitely not afraid to even tell people now. Um, it gets a little bit harder when it's, like, more authoritative figures, like bosses like that. Because I have had bad experiences where bosses have been homophobic to me or treated me different after they found out I was gay. That's through there. But, you know, that's... Yeah, something I want to know, you know, coming out is not a one-time thing. If you're gay, like, you know this really well, you know, it's a process. You're going to always have to come out. Hopefully, we get to a spot one day where we don't have to come out, you know, all the time. It's just, like, a normal thing to be gay, to be straight. It's just, yeah, hopefully that's a day, but, you know, we're we're, work, we're working at it. Now, transitioning, I wanted to have this be more the informative piece of it. I wanted to talk about some some gay things, <laughs> some gay topics, and kind of, you know, educate people that um, are kind of new to, you know, gay topics and kind of um, give you a rundown of different things that I thought were important when talking about um, LGBTQ issues. So, first and foremost, let's break down gender identity versus sexual orientation. I feel like this is very important. So, when people talk to me about being gay, they often confuse gender identity with sexual orientation. So to break it down, um, here's my identifier. So I am a gay man. So my gender identity would be male, and my sexual orientation would be gay, as in I'm attracted to men. So let's break down the definitions. I got the Human Rights Campaign 
um, to save my ass with definitions. <laughs> so let's break down sexual orientation first. So the definition of sexual orientation is an inherent or immutable, enduring emotional, romantic, or sexual attraction to the other people. So that is basically who you are sexually, romantically attracted to. So me, my sexual orientation would be gay. Now let's go into gender identity. Gender identity is one's intermost concept of self as male, female, or blend of both or neither. So that's how you internally identify your gender. So male, female, non-binary, transgender, all that good stuff. So that's gender identity. And then we have gender expression, which often gets interplayed within those two. So gender expression to break it down simply is externally how you present yourself. So gender identity is internally how you feel about yourself, how you present yourself, who you are internally. Gender expression is how you externally through appearance and um, identifiers um, express your gender. So for example, sexual orientation for me would be gay. Gender identity would be male. Gender expression would be a mix of both masculine and uh, uh, feminine because you know I have some masculine traits of me. Um, how I dress like that, my mannerisms, but also I'm not afraid to, you know, do more quote unquote, uh, feminine things like paint my nails, wear different, uh, female clothing, wear makeups like that. So that's, uh, it's kind of a rundown of those three terms. Uh, it, it could be a little bit, um, confusing. So to, you know, hopefully people understood that and go into more topics. It can, with that being the base of, of things, it can make it a lot more clearer for people that are, um, wondering, you know, about those things. So Let's get into today uh, another topic within that. So let's talk about trans rights and TERFs. And this topic kind of, I want to talk about this specific topic because when it comes to the LGBTQ community, the T, which is trans, often takes the brunt of a lot of hate. So I think it's easier for people to comprehend being gay and lesbian. When it comes to being trans, that's a whole on top that's a whole like entire topic in itself and often they take the brunt of most hate and trans individuals are at the top rate for deaths and hate crimes and it sucks us to say that but you know we we i think it just comes from education teaching people you know about trans identities um and just kind of what what uh, what it is to be trans because the more you know the less likely you're to be ignorant so talking about you know trans trans rights it's important to, you know, know also, since I broke down, you know, what is sexual orientation, gender identity, trans in, in individuals, um, they don't have to be gay. So, for example, if someone identifies as a trans woman, they are a woman, trans woman, um, they can be straight. They can be attracted to men and only date men. And since they identify as a woman, that would make them straight because they're not gay. Gay would mean sexually attracted to men so that's oftentimes people are going to confuse that it can be a little bit confusing but ultimately um gender expression gender identity and sexual orientation are completely different things so someone can be a trans trans man and only date women they'd be straight and all that good stuff so uh, but to break down you know why i wanted to break, talk about trans um was basically turfs so i for the past and i don't know if you know about this but like the past couple months uh, I'm J.K. Rowling, who's famous for writing the Harry Potter series. She got dragged like months ago about her comments about trans individuals, and a lot of people called her turf. So for those that do not know what a turf is, let me tell you what a turf is. 
A TERF is an acronym for a trans-exclusionary radical feminist. So, TERFs basically get placed onto um, anybody that excludes trans women and feminism. So, feminism, in, in, in essence, is uh, this movement um, about female empowerment, um, women issues, um, this new wave of uh, the second wave of feminism is focused around, you know, uh, reproductive rights, um, equal rights for women. And, you know, TERFs make it a point to exclude trans women because they do not accept that trans women are women. And they share the same experience as the women, which is somewhat true. Um, but, you know, if trans women are women, they do have a space in modern day feminism, I personally believe. So, you know, to be called a turf um, is definitely not a compliment. <laughs> Shouldn't be, at least. And uh, J.K. Rowling, you know, she kind of put herself in that box when she started making comments that were very transphobic. And it was, you know, definitely disheartening because, you know, I love Harry Potter. Um, I loved all the movies, love the books, like that. But, you know, for someone that claims to be very uh, liberal, to exclude trans women from, you know, just their mind and kind of their thoughts on trans people, um, it was very disheartening. So, you know, she got dragged to the roof. She was, you know, hopefully she learns from that experience and she, you know, can change her views because ultimately it's just, you know, just be nice to people, honestly. Like, respect what people want to be. Trans women, trans men do not have to explain, you know, themselves. They are who they are. I think people are so scared of like, you know, trans people, oh, they're predators. We can't have them be in the bathroom that they identify as because, you know, they're going to molest people. They're sexual predators and men fake to be trans just to, you know, pick up women and you know, like, no, like people that are trans just want to go in the bathroom they want to fucking go in that they identify as nobody is going to any real trans person is not going to go in a bathroom just to be a predator like that's that's a whole different topic in itself but in essence um i just wanted like to mention that as far as like our you know topic about trans rights and turfs and you know without getting too political um you know the trump administration has throughout the four years has made it so hard for trans individuals to, you know, get proper health care, proper um, education, rights, stripped away rights um, left and right from trans individuals. And they often, you know, get most of the laws taken away from them to help protect them because there's still this bad stigma between, you know, trans people and, you know, this weird people being homophobic and you know, hate towards them. Honestly, you know, just in, in essence, hopefully, you know, you kind of learn some more terms about that and you know trans individuals just do your research talk to people get to you know i guarantee you that there are trans people that you know in your life um that either have not fully you know well actually i want to say fully that have not um you know publicly came out as trans yet or you know you, know, you can read about it like that i encourage you to be a better ally for trans rights fight for them um dismantle turfs turfs are doing no one any favors they're excluding trans women from conversations about feminism um, unjustly. So, you know, that's kind of my my, th my short thoughts on, on that. Now, transitioning, I want to talk about non-binary. That's kind of a newer topic that is coming in, um, in the past couple of years. Non-binary. What is non-binary? Non-binary is somebody, an individual, that does not identify with either male or female, and their pronouns will usually be they or them. 
Um, this has been more of a newer type of term. Um, it can be traced back, you know, back years and years and years ago, but it's basically just someone that, you know, doesn't identify as male or female. And, you know, that's kind of just the big gist of it. I, that's one also, as far as being trans, a little bit hard to understand for most people. Um, I will admit myself, I was a little bit arrogant and ignorant about, you know, non-binary. I was kind of like, oh, that's stupid. Like, there's, there's only two genders. Um, and even being a gay man, I was like, yeah, there's only two genders. That's, you know, stupid that people are trying to, you know, make more labels and, you know, define more genders. But it wasn't until I started hanging out with non-binary people and reading that, you know, you can trace back, you know, there's societies, ancient ancient uh, groups and people that had multiple genders that that was common with, with their tribes and around the world. But, you know, for some reason, it's just uncomprehendable that there's more, more than two genders. I think people just need to educate themselves. And, you know, just as the same with every um, letter in the LGBTQ plus community, uh, non-binary has a home there and people just have to understand, you know, that everybody is on the spectrum to break down the spectrum. That's a whole different thing too. So spectrum, the sexual spectrum of like gay, straight and in the middle, everybody's on that spectrum. Believe it or not, you, I doubt there are people on the far right and far left of the spectrum. So there are people that are just strictly gay, strictly straight, but majority of people would be on that line of like some more gay some more straight and i think that's okay like everybody ex should explore their sexuality i don't know why we're so uptight of like oh i have this feeling um i'm not gonna explore it though that just comes from society and people you know using gay um these feelings yes like a negative just explore it if you're if you have this you know interest in this different gender maybe um, explore that. And if it doesn't work out for you, it doesn't work out. But, you know, there's, there's such a thing as being queer. Queer is, you know, um, more of an umbrella term. It's uh, just kind of someone that is exploratory, choosing their options, stuff like that. But, you know, just just explore yourself. Um, but I did want to give a shout out to non-binary, kind of explain what that is. And um, hopefully, you know, you can, you know, learn more about that. Do some research, stuff like that. Now, Going into the you know, more political side of things, we also brought up this topic was, uh, so if you don't know, I am on TikTok. My name is Jacob Cepeda, um, stuff like that. There is the specific person on TikTok that has been pissing me off, not going to lie. Um, they are a black gay conservative. His name is Christian Walker, um, which is fitting because that boy is literally walking into hell, or should at least, <laughs> because literally his whole platform is um to kiss trump's ass and to basically um you know literally suck trump's like suck trump like you know he's definitely a pick me type of person and he doesn't you know he accepts that he's gay stuff like that but every one of his videos are just like very demeaning towards gay people and you know as someone that doesn't uh support trump me that i don't don't support trump never will um, and him kind of defending Trump and saying, you know, Trump's done so much for gay people. Trump has done this and that, the most, you know, progressive president. He loves gay people. It, it's, it's a very pick-me energy, and we don't roll with that here. Very hateful person. But it is telling, though. You're seeing online all these gay conservatives coming out and actually switching from, you know, very left politics to right politics. And it's concerning to me. I think a lot of them 
are switching because they're seeing the Democratic Party right now not fight for them, lying, doing all these things that are negative, and they're just switching parties because they're like, you know what, fuck these people. Like, they're not supporting me. They're lying. All this bad stuff's coming out about them. Let me go to this side where, you know, they're they're going to make me richer. They're going to, you know, fake that they like me just to, you know, um, have, like, a check mark of here's my gay gay conservative box, you know. But, you know, it's that's something that is a whole different topic as well, too. But um, specifically, I want to talk about this Trump administration quickly, if I can. Um, like I said, Trump has done many um, aspects of, like, taking away um, trans um, health care, uh, resources for trans, trans people, changing the language in legislation about, you know, um, to exclude trans people, stuff like that. And he's made very homophobic comments in the past too. So family as well. And the conservative party, um, I wouldn't, I will say not every conservative would be, will not every conservative is homophobic, but the party platform, if you look at the actual GOP platform, is it is homophobic. They have a section of like marriage between a man and a woman that's concrete in their platform. So the party in itself is homophobic. Um, that's not if and about that. That's a fact. So you know when it came to gay marriage, that recently got um got passed by the Supreme Court, which made it um allowed for gay individuals to get married legally. In the United States, so that's a big step forward. But the Trump administration, especially with their, um, um, with the new like, Supreme Court justice, has a tr- track record of being very homophobic, problematic, queen. Um, and I definitely, if we have, if we, if we, sh- if we kept Trump as president, I no doubt in my mind they would try to take back that uh, gay marriage and. That'd be a huge loss for gay people, just the gay community in general, and there would definitely be some uprights about that. But you know, that's kind of my general thoughts on that. You know, throughout the podcast, I want to bring on uh, a conservatives, gay, straight, non-binary, X, Y, and Z, and just kind of talk about different perspectives. Because for me, I would classify myself as a socialist, as a democratic socialist, far left. But I understand that, you know, politics is not, you know, a win-all like situation. Um, and I am open to different ideas and, um, you know, different uh, political opinions. Um, I will say, though, I will try to make podcasting episodes not just very liberal um, because I understand that not everyone is. But at the same time, though, um, I am not going to bring on people that are blatantly homophobic, racist, uh have a history of like misogyny that's just not what i'm about because i feel like there are people that are racist homophobic that you know just needs to be taught learn new things and they can you know change their ideas hopefully for the better but then there are people that are just blatantly racist homophobic because they like being that so i will not have them on the podcast but i will have different uh conservatives different opinions um of people on the podcast just just so you know but um yeah that's kind of a breakdown of that. I did wanted to say though, because a lot of people always say that, oh, like the United States is so, you know, gay people are free everywhere, and you know, I don't know why they're making such a big deal about it. You know, every, everyone's free now and stuff like that. That isn't the case. Um, if you actually do some research, you will find out that there is actually twenty-seven states currently. This is currently right now, twenty-seven states that have no 
LGBTQ protections. I'm going to name a few of them. Alabama, Georgia, of course. Texas, of course. Nebraska, Pennsylvania, South Dakota, Tennessee, Wyoming. Uh, Then there are states that have some protections, but not all. And there are only um, 21 states that have full protection. So there's still a long way to go. And specifically, you know, in the South with more conservative, um, there's a long way to go. People are still getting killed left and right for being gay, just for loving who they want to love. And obviously it's a bad thing. And But to say that the whole, like, the whole country is LGBT friendly, not the case, not at all something that we're continuously working on um, and hopefully I can add, you know, my, my voice and, you know, help where I can um, to help out my community. But also with that being said though, around the world too, like people don't really understand, like it, it's, it's hard for gay people to exist in this world. And it's not just, you know, you know, in the States, but around the world. So I'm pulling up a map right now of like, you know, different countries that have, um, they actually kill people for being gay. So let's, let's break it down. So when you have, so let's break down, let's go to Nigeria. So in Nigeria, the maximum uh, punishment for being gay is death by stoning. And that's the same case for uh, Saudi Arabia, the same case for Iran, the same case for Pakistan. People are literally getting killed. So for me, when, you know, I have conversations about being gay and my fear about being gay, people are like, oh, just, you know, don't worry about it. You know, and the world is becoming more accepting. Yeah, in our little bubble of this country, but around the world, my community is suffering still to this day. I'm privileged enough that I live in a country where I don't have to worry about being stoned to death, but people don't have that same luxury. And it, it hurts my heart. And there's definitely a long way to go as far as, you know, gay rights and, you know, helping people, the world to just accept people for who they are without, you know, having to literally kill them. Long way to go. And hopefully we can get to a spot where throughout the years, more people are coming out. There's more protesting. There's more um, conversations about um, sexuality, gender expression, gender identity, and we can become a better society. So that's a little small information about that. Obviously, these are big topics. They could be, like, whole episodes, but I don't want to, like, you know, talk about it forever. I just wanted to keep it, you know, informational and just kind of break that down for you. But now, I want to give you guys some action steps. I think this is important, especially for this episode. With all that information, all those terms, all those generic, um, basic, you know, explanations about topics, you know, how can you be a better ally? Generally, you know, I I feel this in, in my heart that being homophobic is is wrong it generally is is it is wrong it is completely wrong if you are homophobic you are on the wrong side of history i don't understand homophobia as it is today i will never understand it how you can be so upset about how someone is living their life who they love that you're willing to kill them you're willing to exclude them you're willing to kick them out of your house disown them it blows my mind, honestly, and it sucks seeing videos on YouTube and TikTok trending of people like getting kicked out of their home, being homeless, LGBT um, individuals, youth are the most um, at risk for being homeless, for being killed, for being on the streets because people, their families just reject them. And I feel like um, when it comes to like religion, that plays a humendous role in um, people being cast aside from their families. Not the whole different topic. I wanted to have, I want to have an episode about, you know, bringing on different like religions because me 
as someone that is a, a non-believer, I definitely have my own opinions about when it comes to like religion. But I do want to bring on different people that are like Christian, Muslim, um, Buddhist, Jewish, just kind of get a collective group of people. So whoever is interested in that, let me know. And if you want to be in the episode, let me know too. But that being aside, um, let's get into say some action steps you can do. So first and foremost, um, just read and educate yourself. I feel like the, the why most people tend to be in fear or you know just kind of be more hateful toward gay people is just because they don't know better. That's kind of their upbringing. But the more you read, the more you you make it a point to learn about the LGBT community, the more you can be more empathetic. I feel like that's a, that's a big a big um thing right now is people are not being empathetic towards other people's experiences and it's leading to them to be hateful and their family definitely doesn't help with that especially if they're homophobic so just read educate if you need any resources any um book recommendations let me know i'm going to tell you a little bit of some movie recommendations because um frankly i'm a movie buff i love movies and i definitely watched up the years tons of gay films indie blockbuster and some of my favorites that you know are easy to watch and just kind of um fall in love with one is uh, moonlight which actually won uh, best picture at the oscars um that's a fantastic movie it's about um a young black boy growing up is a coming of age story um, within his sexuality and fantastic i'm not gonna like spoil it but please watch it it's on netflix you can check it out fantastic then um, another one that i would definitely recommend would be uh call me by your name it's a very popular one um and then also beach rats um also there's some cool documentaries about stonewall which you know kind of giving you some lgbt history stonewall is a famous bar um where the first um protest for gay rights it kind of jump-started the gay rights uh movement um, started was when you had some police officers raid the bar Stonewall um, and that kind of sparked the gay rights movement where people were protesting fighting for gay rights and um, that's kind of you know how that whole movement started so it's really interesting um, there's some trailblazers within that story that I just I think it's important for people just to understand but also I just want to give some shout outs to to kind of learn some more LGBT history there's many prevalent figures in history that have contributed to what we know and they were gay so for example um there's Alan Turing who created modern computer and science there's a whole movie um the Turing project that's really interesting he's also a gay man that actually ended up hanging himself because um, he was gay. Um, so that's a sad story about him. But the trollblazer, we have James Baldwin, a, um, one of the most influential gay writers in history, um, wrote some fantastic literature um, about him being gay. And then we have Christine Jorgensen, one of the first people to come out publicly as transgender, a trailblazer in that regard. And then there is Bayard Rustin. He worked closely with Martin Luther King Jr. before turning to LGBT activism. So um, when most people think about um, the march on Washington, it was actually him that planned that with Martin Luther King. Um, and he was like the main like, contributor to set that whole thing up. And then, you know, of course, he fought for gay rights while he was still alive. So tons of trailblazers. There's uh, Marsha B. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera that, you know, were the trailblazers for like the Stonewall riots, kind of jump starting that. 
So fantastic stories. Just please read into them. They're so interesting. And um, definitely, you know, the, the gay community would be nowhere if it's not for black, trans women, um, minority, people of color, um, just kind of helping out our community. So check them out, all that good stuff. Um, definitely we'll get more into in-depth episodes about different topics like that. But, you know, those are, those are just some quick steps that you can do and some um, movies and resources you can look into to kind of learn more about. But ultimately, if there's one thing that you take away from this topic, this um, about how you could be a better ally, it's honestly just surround yourself with gay people. Surround yourself with people that are going to challenge you. For me, as an individual, I do not feel like, I, one, I do not want to be in an echo chamber where I'm just having people reaffirm my ideals that are wrong, right? I want to be surrounded by people that's challenging me, that change my mind that give me new ideas and you know once you're not around something you're often in fear of it so when you're not around gay people obviously you're not going to get that perspective you're not going to be the most accepting because you're not around that experience so you know there's there's definitely you know the more you're around it the more you're going to just mean be more uh, more empathetic towards it but also one thing that i tell people that are allies that say that they're allies um, be an active participant in LGBT movement, but also within your own life. There's so many people that I, I that I've seen that you know claim to be allies, but when it comes to you know gay topics, let's say someone is saying something very homophobic, they're very quiet. Like they can be um, very um, pro LGBT gay rights on social media, but when it comes to you know their family members, they don't talk to them about gay issues. They don't challenge them. They just kind of be complacent. And let them be homophobic. If you're going to be a an ally, be an active ally. I think that's one of the best things you can do as an ally. Someone that wants to you know, help us with our movement. Just be a voice for us. You have such a big platform. No matter if you're small, celebrity, whatever the case may be. Just talk to people around you. Surround yourself with new people. Ch- I challenge you that people that are, are, are watching, that, that are going to listen to this. Challenge yourself. Take that first step. Talk to people. That's pretty much all I ask, honestly. Um, but yeah, those are just some quick, quick little things you can do to learn about, you know, to be a better ally. And uh, yeah, with that being said, my throat fucking hurts. So I'm going to drink more of my orange juice, but also close up this episode. Like I said, all these topics um, are whole episodes in themselves. And I hopefully want to have more gay people on this podcast to talk about those issues. Um, and just kind of, you know, get more in depth with them. But, you know, hopefully this episode, you guys learned a little bit about me, about my experience coming out, some of my you know, key terms, um, some information about the LGBT community. And um, hopefully, you know, with more solo episodes I have, I'll get into more different topics about like art and politics and my thoughts about that, some of my favorite hobbies, things to do, some tips and tricks about photography, stuff like that. I just I wanted to be a very... Um, as myself, like I'm a very um, collective person. I have many interests in life. It's just I'm not just you know my sexuality. I'm more. I have different interests, and I hopefully you want to get more in depth with more soul episodes. But you know I'm tired. I want to go to bed right now. Thank you guys for listening. I'm gonna cap it off at that. If you want to check out the podcast, it's gonna be Get It Out Podcast on Instagram. My personal Instagram is gonna be Jacob Cepeda. Um, and hopefully you guys really liked the episode. Um, let me know if you think about this whole episode, you know, if I was 
entertaining. Sorry, I'm a little bit tired, but you know, um, the more and more I do solo episodes, the more and more I'm gonna get better, and hopefully be more entertaining and share some share some knowledge, get more into depth, and all that good stuff. So, also, if you want to be part of the podcast, feel free to DM me. I'm always interested in talking to people, whether you know me or not, whether you're in my area. Let me know. If you're not in my area, we can do Skype calls, we can do Zoom calls, all that good stuff. Just let me know, okay? So with that being said, hope you guys are listening to this and you're safe, you're healthy, you have a good rest of your day, and make sure to, you know, share this episode when it goes live um, with your friends. Give it a rating on YouTube, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and look forward to having my next guest on next week's episode, Thursday, 9 a.m. That being said, guys, have a good rest of your day. See ya.